Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet. Are you paying for your me time with just any credit card in your wallet? While you shouldn't stop treating yourself, you should start paying with a credit card that has perks. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending. Some even offering 10 times points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? A free flight? Room upgrades? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and term supply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Hey, everyone. It's Katie Couric, and I want to tell you about one of my new favorite podcasts. It's called A Really Good Cry with the amazing Roddy Devlukia a plant-based chef, entrepreneur, and now a podcast host who will guide you through a journey of self-discovery, one tear at a time. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Roddy Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Katie Couric, and welcome to Next Question. Who am I? That's considered life's most fundamental question, and it's quickly followed by, where do I come from? Sure, both are somewhat philosophical, but in the age of rampant home DNA test kits, those questions have become something more. Big business. More than 26 million people around the world have turned to home ancestry or DNA tests, hoping to find out who they really are. The simple test connected her with the mom she had never met. A reunion for a mom and her son after nearly three decades apart. Two sisters born 15 months apart and adopted at birth never knew each other existed until now. These DNA tests incredibly popular. But what happens when the news is more than we bargained for? Disturbing results, emotional fallout, and even privacy issues. So today, my next question, what really makes us who we are? I think our sense of identity in the very beginning comes from the stories that we're told about ourselves from the time that we can understand anything. That's Danny Shapiro, host of Family Secrets, an intimate podcast that explores the power of untold stories. Danny's also a prolific author, and the podcast was actually inspired by her latest book, Inheritance, a memoir of genealogy, paternity, and love. And the story that I was told was that I was the youngest grandchild of this illustrious grandfather and grandmother. Central to Danny's identity was her Judaism. She spoke Hebrew, and also her bond with her father, the head of a distinguished Orthodox family. And there was this family history that was something to be very proud of. Um, And yet, there was this sense that I had as a child of, I don't fit in, I don't belong, and I don't know why. Um, And when you're a child and you have that feeling and you have nothing to connect it to, the instinct, I think, or impulse is to turn that against yourself. You know, there must be something wrong with me. 
because I don't feel like I belong, and I should belong. Danny not only felt other, she looked other, too. I looked like, you know, Heidi had wandered, wandered over from the Alps into the shtetl. You know, it was <laughs> like, really, when you looked at a picture of me with all of my cousins, it was like, who doesn't belong in this picture? And it was me. But I managed to feel or to tell myself that this was some sort of just strange genetic quirk of fate that I just came out looking so completely different. I mean, there's a moment that I write about in my book where a friend of my parents who is an elderly or, you know, a Holocaust survivor was over at our house one day for Sabbath lunch and she patted me on the head. This is actually Jared Kushner's grandmother. Um, she patted me on the head, Mrs. Kushner, and she said, we could have used you in the, can- we could have used you in the ghetto, little blondie. Uh, you could have gotten the spread from the Nazis. So that was literally the story of my childhood. And then when Danny was 54, she randomly decided to take a DNA test through Ancestry.com. My husband was taking his own DNA test recreationally. You know, really his... his Kind of like he smokes marijuana? <laughs> a, little, a little bit like that. <laughs> Probably with even less um, purpose. Um his parents were elderly. I think he was doing it really to kind of uh, connect with his dad. And he just asked me if I wanted to do one too. And I'm haunted by this uh, today because I so easily could have said no. It was no big deal to me. I thought I knew everything about where I came from. But instead, something, it was inexpensive. It was no big deal. He was doing it. And I said, sure. And so, and that's, that's why there was no purpose or suspicion or anything. You got the results back and it showed you were 52% Eastern European Ashkenazi, but the rest was a mixture of French, Irish, English, and German. Initially, did you say they got my results mixed up with somebody else? I completely did. I, um, I, I initially thought that, and I thought that for a while, I actually made my husband call Ancestry.com and get a supervisor on the phone, which is something that happens a great deal in those companies these days. Um, And he was told that those kinds of mistakes are never made, um, which I do think is true. Um, But yeah, no, I thought this is a mistake. And then you talked to your half-sister. Explain how, I know she's a good bit older than you, um, and this was your father's daughter from a previous marriage? Yes. So she's 15 years older than I am. And I had recalled that she had mentioned at one point early on in the DNA testing world that she, she was an early adopter of it, and she had, she had done it. So I reached out to her, actually really at my husband's very strong suggestion, because I was really just kind of sticking my fingers in my ears and going, la, 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 there must be a reasonable explanation here. But so she sent her kit number, it's what it's called, like her, her results, and there is a site called GEDmatch where you can compare two kit numbers to see what your most recent common ancestor is. In other words, what what your level of genetic relationship is. And when that came back, and um, it was in this kind of foreign language that I didn't understand, my husband did, um, it showed that we were not related. In any way, shape, or form. Correct. We were not sisters. We were not half-sisters. We Our most recent common ancestor was many generations earlier, which all people have. You and I would have it with your Jewish mother. You know, we, we all would we all would have it. So yeah. you said, holy shit. I said, holy shit. Um, I knew that it meant 
that if if we weren't sisters, that my father was either not my father or not her father, I knew it meant he wasn't my father. Everything, the pieces of the puzzle clicked into place so quickly that there was just this sense of, oh, of course, of course. Like all, all of the, from, from Mrs. Kushner to the way that I felt, that sense of otherness, even within my shock, there was also this sort of backward-looking sense of, oh, my God, this makes perfect sense. So a bit of relief in a way? I didn't feel relief instantly. I felt um, devastated. I adored my dad. And I also knew very quickly that it meant that I'm that my biological father must have been a sperm donor. Uh, I knew it wasn't that my mother had an affair. Why did you think that? Because... I would have thought, oh, maybe it was the Swedish milkman. Yes, yeah, that would have been a completely reasonable... If you're looking at these results, the first thought that most people would have would be my mother must have had an affair. I had just enough clues, which is miraculous to me when I think about it now. I had just enough clues to be able to piece it together. Danny knew that her parents had struggled to get pregnant and that they had sought help at a fertility institute in Philadelphia where her mom was artificially inseminated. But what Danny would come to find out after getting her DNA results is that the sperm that was used was not from her dad. It was from a donor. It sounds crazy now, but back then when infertility was considered private and shameful, it was common practice to mix the father's sperm with donor sperm. This allowed for at least the possibility of biological parenthood. Couples were told this is a treatment and it will help boost your chances. There was always this sense that it was, the child would never know anything. It was cloaked in secrecy. Parents who underwent any kind of um, donor, you know, uh, donor procedure would be told, go home, never tell anyone, don't tell your own parents, don't tell your siblings, don't tell your friends. The child will never know. It's better for everyone that way. And there was every reason to believe that that would be the case. No one at the time could have imagined that 50 years later, finding out the truth would be as easy as sending your spit to a lab and getting the results in a matter of weeks. Once Danny found out her shocking results, it took her only 36 hours of Googling before she was looking at YouTube videos of the man who was her biological father. It will stand, I think, forever as the most surreal moment of my life. Um, the first... So he's he's a retired physician and a medical ethicist. Which, of course, is another bizarre chapter, right? Yeah, I mean... You can't make... Can I curse on this? Yes. You can't make this shit up. You can't. I mean... We already said holy shit, so okay, why not a few more? <laughs> Excellent. Um... And he, he lectures. He lives in the Pacific Northwest, and he, he lectures quite often. And so on this YouTube video, he was giving a lecture um, on medical ethics. And what I noticed, and I notice is too um, subtle a word, for what I sort of, it kind of like went into my bloodstream was that the way that he was gesturing with his hands um, is how I gesture with my hands. I'm doing it right now. It's how I speak when I'm speaking, especially when I'm speaking in public. And it was also extremely familiar to me. I lecture a lot. I stand behind lecterns. I run a Q&A. He was standing behind a lectern. He was running a Q&A. 
And I do look very, very much like him, but that's not what I was noticing. I wasn't seeing myself in this 78-year-old man, but I was seeing a quality of familiarity that I realized I had never seen before in my life. I mean, there was no question that this was, that I came from him, and yet he was a complete stranger. So do you remember emotionally, it must have been so complicated what you were experiencing as you watched him. Take us back to that moment. I was shaking from head to toe. Um, I felt ice cold. Um, The room, I was in a hotel room in San Francisco, and the room felt like it was tilting. Um, And like literally the ground was shifting. Um, I remember the feeling of walking into the bathroom for the first time after I had seen his face and looking at my face in the mirror and suddenly seeing my face, the face that I had been looking for all those years as a little girl, um, always having the sense that there was something I wasn't seeing. I saw it. There it was. Um, It wasn't comforting. It was um, deeply disturbing. I mean, I walked around in a state of, of dizziness and... Uh, breathlessness for weeks, I would say. I mean, the roots of my family tree that I had understood and that I had, con- you know, been confident about. I mean, confident in the sense that we don't we don't think about. We, you know, we 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 are who we are. We're told we come from who we come from. If we are, and and then that's that. And we just you know never really consider it ever again. And suddenly now, there was this whole new world there was this whole new story and this was this was within me i was the story danny wanted to meet her biological father but she had to convince him it was a delicate dance to get there and i think ultimately one of the ways that we got there is that we were each respectful of each other i was persistent but i was also very respectful very conscious that I sensed he was concerned about his privacy. I think he worried that if there was me, there might be 20 others behind me. So my biological father, again, a medical ethicist, had given, I think, a great deal of thought to this after he realized that he had um, a biological child in the world. He had never told his wife of 50 years that he had been a donor. It was insignificant. You know, it, it just hadn't... It, it meant, he needed it meant some nothing. extra money. He needed extra money, and you know, there's the added bonus of I'm doing I'm doing a good thing. I'm helping a family, but it was promoted as kind of it's not a bigger deal than giving blood, basically, which we of course know it's very very different. So he did agree to meet me after a bit of a back and forth, and uh, we met for lunch uh, at a restaurant in New Jersey. He and his wife were traveling east. And my husband and I. Had, so he did tell his wife. He he told me, he told his wife instantly after getting the email, and he also told his kids. Uh, it's they they have a really lovely, very open family where there aren't a lot of secrets, and they you know had a family meeting and talked about it. So we went we went to lunch, and we had this four and a half hour lunch, sitting in this darkening restaurant in New Jersey, um, and I think. The biggest takeaway, I mean, I had many takeaways. It was, again, surreal to see yourself in a stranger. Um, We see ourselves in the parents who raise us all the time, but we take it for granted. 
And suddenly there's this person who I don't know, but I'm seeing absolutely like w- gestures and traits, and I'm seeing where I come from. But the biggest takeaway was afterwards, and it was in the days afterwards. It was the first time that I started to feel reconnected with my dad. I started to feel like, no, this man that I just had lunch with, he's not my dad. He's not my father. I do come from him. The language that came to me afterwards was, it's like he's the country that I'm from. And I've never set foot in that country, and I haven't climbed its mountains, and I haven't eaten its food, and I haven't breathed its air, but it's my country, and I come from it. And the people who we love, and my father loved me into being. My father, I think about every day. My father, as I'm talking to you, I have chills up and down my arms that I've decided means that he's up there listening. Um, It's a profound soul connection. Uh, But I actually needed to meet the man that I come from genetically and biologically to have that feeling, to return to that feeling. When we come back, how one woman turned her own DNA surprise into an expansive support network for others who were shocked by their results. Hey everyone, it's Katie Couric, and I want to tell you about one of my new favorite podcasts. It's called A Really Good Cry with the amazing Roddy Devlukia, a plant-based chef, entrepreneur, and now a podcast host who will guide you through a journey of self-discovery, one tear at a time. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Roddy Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. In 2017, Catherine St. Clair also decided on a whim to take a DNA test. She was at work when she checked her results and was shocked to find out her brother was, in fact, only her half-sibling. I put my head down on the desk, and the emotional part of me was going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And the logical part of me was trying to calm myself down, saying, you're still the same person. Nothing has changed. You're the same person you were when you woke up this morning. This is just new information. You're okay. Um, but, But the emotional part of me was totally freaking out. Within weeks, Catherine created a discreet, invite-only Facebook group called DNA NPE Friends. NPE meaning not parent expected. When I first created this group, I was expecting that I would probably find four or five more people like me and we could help each other. And I set a lofty goal. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could find as many as 12? I had no idea how normal this was. I felt like a freak. I felt like I was going to be viewed as a bug, and I hated that feeling. But it was actually really comforting to see people coming in droves. Our group right now is pushing 6,500, and that's just for our main group of uh, NPEs. Um, We actually have over 100 groups. We have a support group just for the mothers. We have a support group just for the fathers. We have regional groups so that people can plan to get together and have meet and greets because we found that to be a very comforting healing experience to have physical gatherings where everyone can hug each other and talk. Uh, It's amazing. It's miraculous to me the amount of healing that's happening, and we're still bringing people in probably about 150, 200 a month. When Catherine found out that her biological father wasn't the man who raised her, she couldn't believe how little the company did to help her in this very difficult time. She couldn't even get a representative on the phone. The best she could do was message someone through her computer using the live chat feature on the company's website. When I was doing the chat with this woman, it would have been better if it had been a phone call. And with that phone call, they said, okay, we're going to send you this packet of information. We Take this phone number down right now. This is a hotline that you can call. Here is a Facebook group that you can join where you can get emotional support. Um, here is a uh, here is an, a website that offers links to um, mental health professionals in your area. Um, I feel like that they should have more of an obligation to provide those kind of tools and resources to these people. And there are bound to be even more people like Catherine and Danny, considering the fact that by 2022, this global DNA testing market will see as many as 100 million people. That's a third of the U.S. population, by the way. And more people, of course, means big bucks. In two years, revenues are expected to double, topping $340 million. I believe that if an organization is making a significant financial profit off of a product that is opening up these Pandora's boxes... They should feel an ethical responsibility. Legally, no, they don't have a legal responsibility, but ethically, they should feel a responsibility to provide whatever tools or resources are needed to their clients to help them through this. 
When we come back, we'll ask one of those organizations if they can and are doing better by their customers. Hey everyone, it's Katie Couric, and I want to tell you about one of my new favorite podcasts. It's called A Really Good Cry with the amazing Roddy Devlukia, a plant-based chef, entrepreneur, and now a podcast host who will guide you through a journey of self-discovery, one tear at a time. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Roddy Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the biggest players in the at-home DNA testing space is 23andMe. Recently, through a genetic testing service, 23andMe, they found out about each other. They found each other after they both decided to try 23andMe. And it wouldn't have been possible without a DNA test from 23andMe. I was really curious about all this ancestry hype, so I ordered an at-home kit from 23andMe. Spit into a tube. Okay. Kind of pink because of my lipstick. Uh, I hope that doesn't screw it up. And then I sent it off to some strangers in Silicon Valley to be analyzed. Okay, I'm ready to seal it up and send it off and find out who I am and where I came from. So the Ancestry Composition uh, Report analyzes your DNA, um, and then we base your results on your genetic similarity to the 45 reference populations that we have. That's Juliana Centron, a customer care representative at 23andMe, who helped me understand my results, which were... 
not all that surprising. I'm basically half Northwestern European, mostly British and Irish, with a little French and German thrown in, and half Ashkenazi Jew, which makes sense since my dad was Presbyterian, but my mom was Jewish. But I did learn something about the Jewish half. Most people associate this with being a religion,、um, but human geneticists have actually found that、um, Ashkenazi Jews are a genetically similar group, and so. Because they're a close-knit population and genetically share long stretches of DNA,、uh, we're able to actually identify Ashkenazi Jewish ancestry separate from other European ancestries,、um, you know, such as Eastern European or German,、um, because of those distinct genetic markers. But what if I had uncovered a huge family secret hiding in my DNA? Could I expect any support from 23andMe? Juliana says I'd be able to get a trained customer care representative on the phone, but more than that, the company launched just last year a support page that sounds a lot like the one Catherine Saint Clair laid out. And it was developed to help customers or any of their connections navigate these relationships that they learn through 23andMe. We worked closely with genetic counselors to gain insight into what their patients were asking for and needed. And we developed this resource,、um, you know, for those that are looking for more information. It actually links to customer stories,、um, and these are real customers that have learned about unexpected relatives. I think it makes it so that you know customers finding out this type of information don't feel alone and and realize that there are other people out there that you know are kind of going through the same thing. Another thing that we offer,、um, you know, is additional resources within that page. Things like BetterHelp and Talkspace—they're not、uh, companies that we're affiliated with, but we do link to them,、um, you know, on our website through the report. Connecting customers to professional counseling sites like BetterHelp and Talkspace seems like a step in the right direction, especially when some studies estimate as many as 10% of people who take at-home DNA tests will find out a parent isn't their biological parent. That means millions of families are about to come face to face with some difficult truths. But for many, learning those truths is still worth the initial trauma. Danny Shapiro, this whole experience obviously changed you. Would you say for the better? Without question, it. The feeling was initially of I don't know how to withstand this. Um, I just felt like, I, who am I? Who am I? I'm not who I thought I was, and it moved over time to this place that was one of great liberation, because the truth had been withheld from me, and I had sensed that. I think it's what made me a writer. I think whether my novels or my memoirs, all my novels thematically were in one way or another about family secrets. They all were about the corrosive power of them. Why was I writing about this? I didn't know. It just was kind of territory I kept returning to. It's like my superpower almost. That's what it feels like to me now. It's really made me quite fearless in the world, and it's also given me a sense of purpose. If you found some shocking news from an at-home DNA test and you're looking for support, 
check out Catherine St. Clair's foundation, mpefellowship.org. You can also listen to Danny Shapiro's podcast, Family Secrets, which just launched its third season to hear how others have dealt with the trauma and power of their own revelations. It's really riveting. And that does it for this week's edition of Next Question. Keep up with all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, and please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Meanwhile, if you're looking for a little news guidance, you can get my morning newsletter wake-up call every morning in your inbox. Just go to katiecurric.com and sign up. And of course, you can find me all over Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and other social media platforms. Until next time, and my next question, I'm Katie Couric. Next Question with Katie Couric is a production of iHeartRadio and Katie Couric Media. The executive producers are Katie Couric, Courtney Litz, and Tyler Klang. The supervising producer is Lauren Hansen. Our show producer is Bethann Macaluso. The associate producers are Emily Pinto and Derek Clements. Editing by Derek Clements, Dylan Fagan, and Lowell Berlanti. Mixing by Dylan Fagan. Our researcher is Gabriel Luzer. For more information on today's episode, go to katiecouric.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at katiecouric. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey everyone, it's Katie Couric, and I want to tell you about one of my new favorite podcasts. It's called A Really Good Cry with the amazing Roddy Devlukia, a plant-based chef, entrepreneur, and now a podcast host who will guide you through a journey of self-discovery, one tear at a time. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Roddy Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.